Welcome everyone to Shit Fit, a podcast that you know what it's about because you've probably listened to the other episodes. If you haven't though, uh, we, you know. This is the first episode. This is the first episode for somebody. I mean... This is somebody's first episode. This is the one that's going to make us go famous. Look, yeah, so... This is the one that... This podcast, we just Scarlett read Johan shit that we wrote Hanham. when we were younger. And then we go, hey, this is what we're learning. And that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be so much more professional. I, you know, we had I a used full to be more speech. professional until we I We used stopped. to have a full speech. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. I, I think that got the point across. <laughs> I guess so. But he was like, hi, welcome to Shit Fick. This is the one podcast on the internet where we talk about the things from our past. The middle school, high school. Yeah, no, I, I used uh, to do all that. I used to be a professional cup of coffee, but now I'm just a wild cup of tea. What are we, NPR? We could be. Today... We're going to be, uh, Chris is going to like read us a musical that I wrote. It's going to be similar. If you listen to the fantasy episode we did a while back. How many episodes of that did we do? It was, that was like. Did uh, we do? That was a couple episodes back. Was that, was that three episodes? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't Fuck. keep track of this. We don't know. Um, we don't know what's going on. But anyway, so if you remember Werewolf Shit in the Woods and the episode we did after that as well, I was talking about a fantasy universe I created. It, it wasn't like all officially written down, written down, but I basically read what I had. We're doing a similar thing, but this time with Chris for a musical that he wanted to create. So it's going to be sort of a similar format to those Fuck episodes, um, but just focusing on chris this time so chris why don't you tell us a little bit about the musical um oh well well, well you got all right chris questions. tell me about your shit <laughs> that's not even a question that's a demand <laughs> what is this and what inspired it and where were you when you wrote it it's three questions all right there for you my goodness you've overwhelmed me this, with questions this is what you now asked i'm for, paralyzed <laughs> okay well the first question all right so this is a musical called called potato skins. I was theorizing slash not writing, but writing, but outlining. Uh, this was freshman year of college, and I distinctly remember what inspired it because I wrote a tweet about do it. Do you still have the tweet? I do. What did the tweet I say? I do. Well, I'd have to look for it. Well, I haven't tweeted since college because I was depressed. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, if you're tweeting, you're depressed. <laughs> absolutely. I, it, I, I know the general gist of it. So I remember I was in the cafeteria at my college, and I remember getting potato skins. For some reason, they were serving potato skins. And I was like, isn't that like kind of sexual? The word skins like, ooh, ooh, potato skins. Ooh. And so I remember I was like, oh, potato skins. I was like, what if I wrote a musical about the rampant sex and drug industry that is hidden underneath the potato industry? That is... What a premise. What a premise. I tell you, I swing. I don't hit often, but I like, swing. I just don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you should just start reading this, because I don't I don't really know if I have any follow-up questions to what this premise is, because I'm not sure I fully comprehend it. Considering it's a made it's a made up you know. <laughs> sounds like a crime drama about the the rampant drug and sex behind the potato industry, which doesn't exist, by the way. That's not a thing. So it's not like <laughs> this is like you. it's not like this is like Says a news based on true story type of thing. This is a <laughs> I have made up the fact that 
that there is a rampant sex and drug industry underneath the potato yeah. empire. So is that what I you're just trying don't to say? Know where this could possibly go? Okay, let's start. Let's start doing our job. I'm whispering, but I'm very close to the fucking microphone. Chris has turned into a witch. <laughs> this is a little bit. That's a little bit. I'm the witch in the forest. That is not a witch. That is like that, that is like Julia the Child. the that was fairy who's like mm, welcome. Welcome to the Whispering Woods. <laughs> That's me. What can I say? All right, so should we start with the characters or the scene-by-scene scene breakdown? Give me whatever you want to start with. I think I started with the, like, backstory of mine. So go with that with what you will. I don't have a backstory for these characters, but we'll do it. We'll do, do whatever it. you want to okay. do. Okay. Let's do what you gotta We're gonna do. sing for the rest of this was... episode because it's a musical one. Even though I, I can't I can't really sing, All right. so this is gonna be bad. Alright, so I'm gonna start with the characters, uh, so you can be more confused um <laughs> where this is going. Okay, so first character, George Harlick, farmer, owner of the farm. Does not have a name, I guess. And seedy underbusiness. He expects complete compliance from his workers and family, but has a soft spot for his son. You have a lot of that in your writing. This is reminding me and already, like just with that one bit of uh, hot knives. Oh God. I mean, you know, it's it's projection. He's the father I've always wanted. Just kidding. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, therapy. <laughs> let's go. Um, next character. Edmund Harlick, and his nickname is Mundy. M-U-N-D-Y. Mundy. Repeat it back to me. Solomon Grundy, um, born on a Mundy. I don't know. Is yes, that a reference? Yes, it is. Is that a nerd thing? <laughs> I'll take it. Anyway, he is the farmer's son. He works the field and truly loves the work he does. He's the sweetest guy. He's trying to work up the courage to ask his father to uh, spend more resources on the potato farm. Silence is all I got. If I have an opinion, I'll start shouting at you. Okay, good. Luigi Raneski, the cook. The best meth cook in the world. Wants to be so much more, though. Wants to be an actual cook, but that's way too hard for him. now it's Breaking Bad meets Mario. (laughs) A little bit. Also, that's kind of funny that he can do the complex meth process, but cooking an enchilada can't do it. Too much. Too much. Let's see. Then there's Jose Ensenada, the reporter. Goes to border? Let me tell you, can I talk about my handwriting? I have got the worst handwriting in the world. And every teacher I've ever had has complained so fucking much to me. They have slapped me in front of all the other students saying, what the fuck, Christopher? I have to read an eight-page essay that's handwritten with your shit. If it makes you feel any better, I I like had to go to different like teachers and handwriting specialist people uh, to help fix mine, and they even gave me like little tools to help fix it. My handwriting is still garbage. It all failed. None of it is good. (laughs) Um. Okay. Back to the character descriptions. Jose Ensenada, uh, the reporter, goes to badger the Harlick Potato Company after getting a tip that there's something shady going on. Ooh. Let's see. Oh, problematic in incoming. Maria Williamson, the prostitute, has always wanted to be a businesswoman, but has spent all her money training to be sexy. Don't know what that means. 
and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't wants really get that. To be, wants to be George's wife and launder the money. So this is very much Breaking Bad. She is a sex work. We are calling it sex work. Sex work. Sex work. She is a sex worker. She is from Poland. Who's to say? You are. You wrote it. I don't you know. are the creator. This is a different man. Um, all right. Next character. Tabitha Raynham. Rival potato farmer. Not that bright at all. Literally has seen the under business, channels all her anger towards the Harlick family. So she's literally seen like the meth, meth lab and she's like, what is this? She's seen how the sausage gets made. She says, I don't know how you guys are making so much money. Why are there so many undressed women here? This doesn't seem like potato farming attire. She doesn't know. And then last character, Susie Raynum, rival potato farmer's daughter. The target of Mundy's love. She'll actually, she just wants to fuck a potato. Yeah. And those are our characters. Those are your characters. That is, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a, no, no, those are are the main ones. Cool. Well, let's get into it. fun. Say your line. Let's get into some shit. Shit. Um, so I have all of the scenes and I have bullets for like what happens in the scenes. And then at the end I have proposed songs that would appear. Wait, so did, did you like, um, were you like, I'm going to write songs for it? Or were you like, I'm going to take songs that already exist and put them in? Kind of like a jukebox musical. No, these are going to be original songs. Don't worry, I do not know how to write a song. But I had a general idea, probably at the time, not right now. You know, we're going to, we're going to. Well, let's hear it. Something. I might make you sing. Do it. Mm, I'm expecting great reactions. Great reactions, everybody. Get your reaction hats on. I did a li- I did a little bit putting my hat on. For anyone that couldn't see that. <laughs> Which is everyone but Sydney. And you. I'm blind. Okay, scene one. Monday goes through looking for pesticide. Going through, there's like an old, big opening number, I know. But it starts with him going through the meth lab area slash sex working den need a better word that doesn't sound (laughs) that doesn't sound good meth lab slash sex working den those poor people in the fumes i feel like this is uh there's a logistics yeah was the are the is the meth lab Um, and the the like den of the night in the same like room same basement area yes (laughs) there's one fun area they have they probably have vents they probably have vents. <laughs> then there's like little, little, little rooms where good fun is happening. This, you know, I didn't think that part through. Clearly. You know, when I start my own meth lab slash sex working den, uh, I will separate with a partition. With like a high school gymnasium partition. I you do. remember those? Those were the they best. Were, they were made out of like I always pork. loved that. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's very <laughs> safe. You have to have sex with a gas mask on. It's great. That's it's that's your twist on it. Like it's and like, hey, there's a lot of different places you could go for sex, but we're the only place that requires a gas mask. So you know. Exactly. Your safety is not in very COVID here. safe though. You're worried about getting an STD. What about suffocating? <laughs> um. Okay. We learned that Maria is unsatisfied How? with sex work. I suppose. Not sure. Well, she wants to. She wants to is marry it, the big boss do money laundering. She, she wants to be a that? businesswoman. How do, huh? how do we learn this information? She well, Mundy is walking through, and I think uh, Maria and Luigi are good friends. They love each other, 
They're the only underground workers with lines. So Maria's probably shimming her shoulders. And she says, ooh, I just want to be a businesswoman. There you go. And Luigi's busting ghosts. And Luigi, exactly. How did you I'm know? I'm playing Luigi's Mansion. Um, I know what's going on in there. Is there a sex den slash meth lab I mean, in that's that what game? the whole game's about. Nintendo's <laughs> going dark. Let's see. George comes on through looking for Mundy. George shows Mundy out into the fields. <laughs> Not for any reason. <laughs> I, I'm sure there was a good reason also, in my head. Also, logistically, that would mean I a set clearly... change, right? If they're going from the basement to the fields, that would be a whole set change for just no reason. You know, are you just having potato fields on the stage? There would be like a, a skyline projected onto the skein. You know, like, so it's like a big, you know, the the meth lab sex den. And then the, the potato fields. It's all, it's all one, that's <laughs> like, one yeah, set? You do a... Like, it's like the stage is split in half? No, or... well, like I imagine it would be like you know it's everything's on wheels so the sex den rolls on in like it's on training so this wheels. is a very very affordable musical <laughs> very affordable you just have to put an entire set on wheels it's like a scooter there's just a bunch of scooters and it just, it's like a merry-go-round is exciting? the setup it just that sounds like noises off noises I down i don't know what you're noises talking about. off it's a theater reference where the entire thing's on a turntable it's very exciting or hamilton or hamilton i need a reaction michael michael i need a reaction <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. All right, well, we'll go on to scene <laughs> Wait, two. Wait, that's the entirety we'll of scene one? We'll go on to scene two. I guess so. We, we learned nothing. <laughs> For some reason. And there was a set I, change. Jo I'm sure George said something <laughs> to Mundy, but I have no clue yeah, what he important. said. I think, I'm guessing George probably said, hey, a reporter's coming by. You know, get funky on it. <laughs> get funky outside in that potato field. Anyways. Uh, scene two. Also, I spell Mundy with an I, and that's Hey, disgusting. that's just the fun way of spelling it. It's like candy with an I. It's just fun. Got that right, sweet cheeks. All right, scene two. <laughs> you Mundy got that right, sweet cheeks, the new name for this episode. <laughs> you got that, sweet cheeks. All right, scene two. Mundy gazes longingly at Susie and sings about working. Just working. Tabitha takes Susie in seeing Mundy, although I changed it to with a Y now. I guess I realized you how stupid not it commit. was before. George walks in and enforces, no, introduces Jose. Jose says he has to leave. What? Jose just shows up <laughs> and says, I have to go. Sorry. Sorry. Hey gotta guys, go. I'm here. I think but, this is uh, like I the gotta pre go. <laughs> you know, I I came here for an interview. Never mind. I'm gonna go now. So far this musical is riveting. I'm guessing it's the I'm sure there's great <laughs> reasons for all of this. I'm sure sure it all made sense to pass Chris. <laughs> Let's see. George says he has he's had enough, but <laughs> you have what? sex work and meth and it's George all talking. He... That's a note from our producer. You have all this intrigue with meth and sex working and and you just are like, <laughs> it's just gonna be a bunch of people hanging out and chatting, and it's just it's gonna be people escorting people around. Honestly, know. that's that's not like, a bad premise for like an SNL skit where it's like all this interesting stuff is happening in the background, and it's just like these two people just being like, here, follow me as I give you a tour of this facility. That's where the sex work happens, and over <laughs> here, this is finance, and you're like, wait, what? Did, what was that other thing? And you're like, don't worry, no, no, that's uh. 
the sex work, uh, but finance is where you're going to be. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. The meth lab is just down down over there. So, uh, you know, if you're going to the bathroom, take a right before the meth lab. I'm sorry, there's a meth lab? Yeah, yeah, but the bathroom is before it. That's the important part. So remember that. I think I figured it out. Okay, so this is Jose's first, like, walking around. This is his first day of interviews. And he says he has to leave, but he wants to come back. Gotcha. Okay. And George says, oh, no, you've, you've got enough. you got the full story. But Jose's like, no. No, 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 I smell something. It's meth. So fumes. they're walking around in the potato um, fields right now, right? Yeah, they're yeah, in the yeah, potato yeah. fields. Mundy was singing about Susie, Tabitha, having a great time. Let's see. Jose says he'll be back many more times to grill. Although... Is that is that grill as in, like, interview people? Or grill as in he's coming to, gr- yeah, like, like to, burgers? Yeah, like, to grill. <laughs> I see you've got a very good gas grill over there. I'm gonna use it. Does this Is this how journalists work? Can't you just be like, no. Yes. No, you're not coming back. You're just, you're not You very much government. can just say no. Well, I guess, let's see. Mundy brings up how he wants more resources, but George dismisses it. Scene three starts with Tabitha busting into the room with Jose and George. Okay, they're in the living room, I guess. Of where? Maybe. They're home. Who's home? Uh, George's. The okay, Harlick okay, house. Okay. Let's see. Starts of Tabitha busting into the room with Jose and George. She says Mundy was trying to steal Susie picking technique. Picking potatoes. I thought the potatoes didn't matter. I thought the potatoes were just <laughs> well, the front. It matters to Tabitha. It matters to Tabitha because she thinks she's in an honest to God competition. The Harlicks. As I imagine it's just a tiny little farm. Okay. It then the scene switches to the Undercroft with Maria lying lying with Luigi. Not sex. They're not they're not having sex. Well, maybe they are. I don't this is the sex den. It is where you lie. I'm imagining she's just lying on the meth table. She's off her shift. She's having a great time. Also, um, Undercroft is specifically usually like the crypt of like a church or something. So is that where this takes place? Is this below a church? No, 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 it's the word I'm saying for the sex den meth lab. But that's just the wrong okay. word then. Well, it's not technically. If you Google the Maybe. definition of Undercroft, no. it's the underside of a church. It's a metaphor. It's the, it's the crypt of a church. Anyways. Maria says that today is the day that she becomes Mrs. Harlick because she wants to date Mr. Harlick. And it's a whole song. You know, she starts off coy being like, oh, I want to date him. <laughs> cool. That's the song. But as like it goes on, she gets more like serious. Like, no, no, I wanna. I'm gonna. I will. I'll launder that money. So she's having her musical number. She's going up the stairs and be like, I'm not gonna do it. And then she keeps going up the stairs and like, I'm not gonna do it. But then she goes up and she busts through the door. Um, and she sees the reporter, but it still like yells that she's Mrs. Harlick. So she just busts open the door and says, It's me, Mrs. Harlick. And obviously you know why is there a woman in your basement question mark um so george Never has mind, to play along <laughs> why is there a woman in your basement question mark <laughs> why it's my meth lab sex den we don't talk about it thank you very much so george has to play along and say like yeah that's my wife that's i my see girl. i see what's going on here <laughs> um scene four uh, Mundy gets interviewed, and then Mundy uses this as a way to vent. End scene. Cool. Uh, that's all I like I that you could have used, like, a reporter as, like, a framing device or anything for this story. Maybe it's told through flashbacks or something, but nope. This is just 
nonsense. Yeah. I'd also like to point out, (laughs) I know I created a a vast in-depth fantasy world that we read on this podcast, but (laughs) I feel like I had an easier time following that than some of these scene by scene. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're just like that is I am not like, accepting that. I am not accepting like, that what? at all. Shut up where? <laughs> How? Why? For what reason? I don't have any fictional races, thank you very much. <laughs> you don't need to know about the dark elves and the prophet and the shaman and <laughs> All of that makes sense to me. Sex sexed in potatoes? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> the thought starts and ends right there. Scene five. All the workers are claiming to be relatives of George. They're all like why? Oh hey. I don't I'm not necessarily sure why they're like <laughs> They're like, oh, we can just do that? So they're all coming up the stairs being like, hey, it's me, your cousin. It's me, your tax breaker. Oh, it's so stupid. But I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's it's fun and stupid. Um, George gets fed up and nearly cracks until they go into a big number about potatoes. Please sing me the potato song. Potatoes. <laughs> we love potatoes. Potatoes. We love potatoes. Potatoes, what we do, mash them, smash them, put them in oil, cream, butter, make it all mushy. Potatoes, we love them in our extended multicultural family. All right, internet, you heard it here. Uh, that's that's the audio clip you're taking. Now, make us a song. Samwise. Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. Does he sound like Ethel (laughs) Merman? But he he has his bit about potatoes. (laughs) Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Um, Potatoes. I've only uh, watched five movies in my entire lifetime, so. And hopefully three of them were Lord of the Um, Rings. They sure weren't. Neither were the Star Wars movies or. (laughs) Ooh, the shade. George Lucas, do you hear that? We're in Illinois. You can kill us. What? Um, Is that is is there a specific Illinois law that's like George Lucas can fucking do whatever he wants. He can come to this state. Well, he lives and do in whatever Illinois. he fucking wants cuz we love George Lucas. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to quarantine for 14 days before killing us. So, I'm trying to sweeten the deal for him. Let's see. Jose says he's thoroughly convinced and chooses to leave. Cool. That's act. End of scene five. I didn't even know scene five started. <laughs> well, it's, it started with yes, all the workers yes. and coming then, up. Then, then there was anyway, the potato song. Potatoes. Scene six. Everybody is celebrating not getting caught. Jose comes in and catches them. He said, oh, you thought you were in the clear, but I heard singing from the sex dungeon. Let's see. Monday overhears a quip about turning over a new leaf. Um, oh, George is probably begging, being like, this, this isn't my life. I never wanted this. He overhears that about turning over a new leaf and giving up the drugs and even paying him to keep quiet. Jose refuses and then George shoots him. End of act one. I know you thought this was just going to be a fun little jaunt through potato themed sex and druggery. I'd like to point not. out all of this, every single bit that we've heard so far, all stemmed because Chris was served potato skins. Every the murder, the crime, all of it was inspired because Chris was served potato skins. I like I don't, I'm not gonna bash on the story. I just want that. I want Be people to know that people. Chris, you're a fucking creative, brilliant person because. 
no human that I know, and I went to film school, so I went with a lot of creative people, I think could come up with this by being served potato skins. I Like, the fact that that's your inspiration Stop point it. blows my mind. Like, for my fantasy world, I was heavily inspired by other fantasy worlds that existed. Like, I took from Tolkien, I took from World of Warcraft, I took from different things. You literally were served potato skins. That's it! There was no story. You just were served food. That's how insane That's this all is. I, need. I just I had to get that. I had to get that out. <laughs> this is all born from potato skins. Outlaw potato <laughs> skins, please. That's very kind of you. Uh, I'm just deranged personally, but I appreciate it. I just like the realization hit me and my mind was just blown. I was like, wait a second. He said that this all was inspired <laughs> by just being served potato skins and then my head exploded. You know, what can I say? I don't know how to take a compliment. I'm not even sure that was a compliment, but I'm going to take it as one. I think it's one. I, you know Maybe. what? I'll let you decide. All right. So that ends act one. Jose is shot through the head. Shot through the chest. head. And you're too late. And you're too late. You give potatoes. You give potatoes. Drugs. A bad name. <laughs> okay. Act two, scene one. Uh, Maria is consoling George while... Uh, we freak Wait, why out? is George Who's being we? consoled? Isn't he like a ruthless killer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, it must have been really hard that you killed that guy. That must suck for you. I don't know why, <laughs> for some reason. Maria is consoled. Maybe I meant to write Monday while we freaks out about Jose. What? I don't, I, I don't know why I wrote we. <laughs> Does that stand for something? I don't, I don't know. I, I would any, hope that you would know. Do you remember anybody with the initials <laughs> no. W-E? I imagined the whole entire intermission. I assumed they were just screaming. That's what I'm assuming. And it's like, oh, poor baby George. Um, Tabitha bursts in and tells him that, tells him that uh, she saw him burying his bag of figs. What? I'm assuming they were burying Jose and... For some reason, she's like, that's a bag of figs. Like the plant? Yeah. Like the fruit. You know, like you do. What the fuck? Tabitha's interesting. Uh, Maria and George have a deep duet about sex, love, and... Sex, what? love, and what? And rave? <laughs> and raves. Rain? R-A-N-E? I guess rain. Anyways, Maria wants to leave, but learns that no one is leaving. Guess. Oh, I mean, I guess you gotta have people come. I don't know. Anyways, what is this musical? <laughs> Scene two. Uh, George doesn't know that Mundy knows of Jose. Because he's like, he was hiding, I guess. He was close to the Undercroft, but not at the Undercroft. Mundy asks a bunch of vague questions. George tells Mundy that they're collapsing the farm. Oh my goodness, these stakes. Mundy protests and George puts him in his place. Don't know what those vague questions were. I got nothing for you. I'm just enthralled by the story. Keep going. Sure you are. Scene three. Tabitha runs into the lab and confronts George. Uh, she doesn't understand and thinks he's using fertilizer rocks and goes to get her own quote unquote meth. Is Tabitha um, just like, I, I like the running <laughs> gag. <laughs> like Tabitha bursts in on these crimes being committed and it's just like, ah, it's fruit and other things. Like there's very obviously crime mm -hmm. being committed and she's just like, no, this is all normal. You know, with her and a bag of potatoes, I think a bag of potatoes would win uh, an intelligence contest, you know? Also, I wrote fix scene later. <laughs> 
So we're gonna take thirty minutes to fix this scene That's right the best now. Note you can Just give to yourself. <laughs> this scene later. It was like, wow, I had no faith in this while it was going on. Scene four. Mundy sits by the fence and contemplates calling the police. Susie finally talks, uh, and it's amazing. Just, it's amazing. I think she just grunts and goes, I want to fuck a potato. And Why does she cock me? <laughs> I don't know. That family's weird. Honestly, it might be the meth. <laughs> That'll do it. Honestly, I'm writing that in right now. <laughs> that poor family just got messed up. The wind blows onto their farm. So sorry. And for some reason, by hearing that, Mundy calls the cops. I don't know what inspired it, but let's see. Aside from Tabitha, all these women are super sexual. Yeah. Yeah. I do like a sexual In all fairness woman, to this story, I will say. it is about sex. So it makes sense. If anything, the guy <laughs> yeah. should also be just as sexual. Probably. We can have Luigi be sexual. The whole time. There we go. Sexism solved. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> we'll make Jose Hosina. There we go. Then we have a, well, then she dies <laughs> I think the best course of action would be for no woman to be in this show. <laughs> Just leave them out of this. They have somewhere better to be. Chris, there Chris you has go. fixed all of Now all sexism, of sexism is really solved. <laughs> sexism, you just got served. My goodness. All right. Uh, scene five. Um, the cops rush the compound and George is caught. Mundy reveals that he's the one who ratted. It's revealed that they make more money out of the potatoes than the meth and sex. <laughs> that was a fun twist. I like that twist. I'm not going to apologize for that twist. It turns out like, what? Most of your money doesn't come from the meth. Like, no, those potatoes are just really <laughs> fucking good. Mundy has been doing a good job. Producer note. If this was a comedy, I'd love that. It is a comedy, kinda. <laughs> it's definitely not serious with the entire sex den and meth lab crew coming up yeah, pretending was, to be I like was a clown car. This as a comedy. Like, why why are there 80 people in your basement? <laughs> Don't worry, we're almost at the end. Big ending. Boom. <laughs> that's it <laughs> is that really all that's written that's all that's written for the ending i'm assuming money's like i'm gonna run the farm how i want to run it and maria is the money accountant and luigi cooks the potatoes so luigi learned to cook throughout and luigi, luigi learned to cook through this story i guess yes. so luigi didn't do shit luigi's literally just there to listen to maria and you know what that's progressive sexism doesn't even exist anymore after this story can i just say that wow Cindy's gonna kill me all right well that's anyway um i have do you want to go through the musical I, numbers do, it, yeah i guess you are the george of this Wait, story what happened to george george got arrested because monday called the cops that's the whole act too is monday being like is he a bad man or did he just have to make a tough decision? The answer is a little bit of both. Uh, he, he made a tough well, decision, I guess. but because I he's know. a bad man, that tough decision wasn't, I should go to jail. That was, I'm going to kill someone to stop me from going to jail. Hell yeah. Let's see. All right. Musical numbers. One of them's 911. Monday sitting by the fence, pondering what he'd say to the dispatcher. Do you want to <laughs> sing that I one? I don't even know where to begin. Like, what? <laughs> What should Nine I say? One I don't know what's going what? through my mind. Do I turn in my dad? I don't know. Ooh. I imagine it's a very fast-paced. Operator, operator, what is your emergency? I don't know. My dad just You and I went two very different styles with this. <laughs> I wanted like a soulful like, oh, oh. Let's see. All right, next is 
I love potatoes. This is the one where they express that they love potatoes. We, you are, yeah, you already sang that song. I the <laughs> Ethel Mermans. There's the rampant shanty. Uh, act one, scene six. Everyone sings a little shanty drinking song about drugs being prevalent in the potato industry. Why is it a shanty? Like, they're, it's after they're like, oh, we got the reporter. He believed us. And they just sing like a drinking song from everywhere in the meth lab. And they sing, oh, yo, ho, ho. There's drugs in these potatoes. Potatoes and drugs. <laughs> There's drugs in these potatoes. Potatoes are sexy. Come get fucked. On a um, potato. Buy we a potato. A potato bed. I like that the song <laughs> is supposed to be about drugs and we're just singing about potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of potato themed songs. The, mor- the moral of this story just dry. is potatoes. <laughs> That's the whole moral. I mean, there's Mrs. Harlick. Act one, scene three, starts innocent enough by Maria, but then she gets really into it and then proposes. So it'd be like, I wanna be Mrs. Harlick. I wanna be the one who launders that money. I love being in charge. I'll top that man like he tops the potato industry. Yeah, these also, songs Also, I, I just gotta say, I, I know I said it earlier, but I gotta say studio again, album. this really, truly gives Hot Knives vibes. Like, you... <laughs> Definitely had, like, a type of story you liked to tell when you were younger. 100%. Yeah. This is so... I would believe that this is the sequel to Hot Knives. Like... LOL. One of them. One of them gets out of there and starts a, a potato business. There are some parallels. Uh, just a, just I just, a few. Like, everything about just this from tone just a few. to characters to, like, it's all the same. At least this one's a comedy, though. At least this one's In all fairness, I know Hot Knives wasn't funny. supposed to be a comedy, but well, it's definitely yeah, it's written comedromedy. as So... <laughs> Your intentions it's aside, a your writing was so just the same. Yay. Act question mark, scene question mark. No one likes a Monday. Monday feeling down about himself. No one likes All a of Monday. your songs are the same. It's all the yeah. same. It's all the yeah, same Yeah, they song. are. Like, I don't know. I imagine Let's that's see. a little and more, like, it's song. a sad song, but it's a little more upbeat. Like, it's like, no one loves a Monday and no one loves me. No one loves a Monday. It's the worst day of the week. And I'm that day. I am Monday. Honestly, I might make you my (laughs) musical director. You got some tunes. You got some tunes in there. Some cartoons. Um, And then the last song. Unglamorous slash living to make a killing. This is the opening number um, about how their work isn't preferable, but it's needed. Because it starts in the potato field. And they're like, it's unglamorous. Our life is just picking potatoes. Da, da, da. And then it switches into the meth lab. And they're like, it's unglamorous. It becomes high school musical too. All things unglamorous. It's my simple request. I don't know what living to make a killing But that's a great uh, name for a song. Living one? to make a killing. I do like that. That is good wordplay. Well, ladies it. and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of Chris's story. So you know what that means. Means I'm going to bed. <laughs> we have to do scatology. It's also seven fourteen. I'm not from going to bed. Shit. Um. All right. What did you learn? Definitely make better outlines. You know, be a little bit more thorough. Just a just a touch. Just a touch. Let's see. What else? Can so we much learn from this. You got. Um. I learned. What did that, you learn? Again, you're the same as you ever were. Uh. That's not a <laughs> that lesson. Something Michael. I learned about you, and I think that's the biggest <laughs> lesson of all. Is learning about each other. Sydney said, "Think through." 
through staging and locations. Think about actions instead of conversation. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely. Definitely have a better outlook on sex work. I feel like it's definitely a little bit demeaning, especially the part where like, she's like, I don't want to be a sex worker. I want to be a businesswoman. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker. Let's see. Technically, a freelance sex worker is a businesswoman. That's true. Although she's not technically freelance. She's employed. <laughs> Gainfully. Her parents think she works in a potato field. Well, not technically wrong. Is there anything you would salvage from this? Is there anything Michael? I'd salvage? Uh, living to make a killing <laughs> as a song name. That's about it. You're not digging the, the potatoes of rampant. Much. It's it, First off, there needs to be one crime. Mm -hmm. It either needs to be illegal sex work or meth. <laughs> like, you gotta pick, pick one. Yeah. Um, and since it's called potato skins, it has to be the sex. Honestly, sex. maybe maybe the way the story goes has just is become that a it sex is worker. about illegal sex work, but then throughout the thing, they unionify and they make sex work legal. Mm. And that's the thing is they're like, look, we like doing this. We just don't want it to be illegal anymore. <laughs> we don't want it to be underground in the potato yeah, factory. Like, it, like George is a, still a dick and still gets arrested and stuff. But you know, maybe that's the direction this goes Also, in. we're bringing in the government now because they can't unify against George because he's not the one who's making it But I don't really think you need some type of other unit. We'll have shady government official who likes to frequent but doesn't want to give them rights. Maybe they give him chlamydia for fun. That's a good twist. But I feel oh like that God. adds, that at least adds, I think, some type of depth. If there's some sort of like social thing. Because as it seems right now, there is like, we were joking mm -hmm. about it before, but there's no like moral or purpose really for the story. So making it yeah. like either like <laughs> pro something or another or, or whatnot uh, would at least give it like oomph. To it you know it would give it a reason to exist yeah and the stakes are pretty wacky in this the journalist who comes in and also it feels really short i feel like this would be like a, a one hour Oh, yeah. No, when you were like, point. and that's the end of act one, I was like, what? I was like, yep, that's just it. <laughs> they, <laughs> the reporter comes, everyone pretends to be a family member, yeah, and then they like, kill him. And that's it. Basically, here are some interviews. Uh, there's a love song. Uh, we did it song, and we kill him, end of act one. Like, that's that's the whole bit of it. But yeah, I, I think it. the, the yeah. main thing is giving it some type of purpose. It's and wicked. I think that's, that's the biggest lesson to take away. If you're listening to this, and you're trying to improve your writing, make sure you have a purpose. Make sure you're writing it for a when reason. When you're eating, <laughs> when you're eating your think potato about skins, think about the purpose of those potato skins. Uh, but um, now we move on to good shit. Chris, have you taken any good shits lately? All my shits are good. I fucking devour fiber. I, it was supposed to be um, like a joke kidding. bit of me saying, "What have you been watching?" Like, have you taken any good shits? Have you watched anything? Have you watched Well, it anything? didn't work. Clearly, you didn't well, understand. Well, it didn't work. Clearly, you it didn't, didn't understand work, what I was going Michael. for. But that's what I was going for. <laughs> oh, oh, you're yes, putting yes, it on I me. Am. Oh, you're putting it on me. It's not a bad it joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was it's me trying to lean into it. our... No, it was, it was me trying to lean into joke. what our theming is, or what our branding is, rather, which is shit. So I was trying to lean into our branding and be like, well, have you taken any good shits? If it wasn't a joke, then you were asking me if I was taking a good shit. Okay, so I didn't I didn't really consume much this in in this time period, but I did find this YouTube video. Oh, and it's so gay. Oh, it's so gay. It's Raffaella Cara. Cara, I guess. Uh she's from Italy. Um and there's this video called Raffaella Cara Medley de Sossessi. Oh, Mary Judy and 
the holy priest um and it's her doing a medley of her best songs i'm assuming she's in a white cat suit uh no it's a bodysuit there we go we found the words and there's six men six italian men in sparkly black blouses and they're just dancing around and having a good time to some italian 70s music and it's the gayest thing. They go, na, 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 at one point, And it's gorgeous. And she does, she does a drop. She's laying on the men at one point. One of the men has a mustache. How gay is that? Oh, she has a blonde bob. Can you imagine? Anyways, I, I've, I've spoken enough about this. <laughs> I, um, I was just ready for you to go in depth about each costume piece and go, could you imagine? And me go, yes, <laughs> you're describing it quite well. It's, oh, it's crazy. I continue, uh, continue. All right, so I guess I should get into my good shit. But uh, the only thing really <laughs> new, I, I've played a couple new games and I watched a couple new things. Uh, the thing that sucked me in recently, though, as uh, I've watched uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, uh, I've seen seasons one and two fully. I have not started season three yet. Uh, but I don't know if, have you seen the Evil Dead movies, Chris? Did you watch those movies? No, I, but I do love the Italians. What? I just love the Italians. Did you know that Raffaella Cara is Italian? Is Evil Dead, no. I'm thinking of Tucker and Dale versus Probably. Something. Evil Dead is from the 80s and 90s. It's yeah, Chainsaw It was, Hand, uh, yeah, right? uh, it was Ash Williams, Chainsaw Hand. But yeah, they did a, they did a spinoff show a couple years ago that got three oh. seasons. Um, I hope that, like, they've canceled the show, but I hope that someone comes around and is like, let's do a fourth. Because... I, again, I haven't watched season three, but apparently it ends on like a cliffhanger and I always hate it when that yeah. happens, you know? So like, it'd be nice if some studio was mm -hmm. like, let's give them one more season to like properly finish. Even if it's like half a season, even if it's just like, mm -hmm. we'll give you like five mm -hmm. episodes because each season is 10 episodes. Yeah. Just to wrap yeah. it up. But anyway, it's really good. Uh, the tragedy. Yeah. It's really Netflix. like schlocky 80s style horror, which is, it's great. Like it, I think does a really good job of honoring the original movies, yeah, um, mm -hmm. which if anyone's unaware, the originals were created by Sam Raimi, uh, who's amazing, did the, the yeah, did the, the Spider-Man movies in the early 2000s, but yeah, it's just really good, so that's all I got, I won't go on and on, <laughs> but Ash vs. Evil Dead is great, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that finishes everything up, so time to thank the 80 people that I have to thank. I'm gonna thank, <laughs> uh, you know, Ryan for doing the music at the beginning of this. I'm gonna thank Sydney for being the producer. I'm gonna thank. That's it. I'll pass the rest up to Chris. We're gonna thank <laughs> uh, the caterer, the caterer at my college for serving me potato stands to deliver us this script. Sam, we're thanking Samantha Lee. She does our marketing. She is wonderful. She is my friend. We are going to We're not thank... thanking Chris or I for this episode, Sydney. <laughs> We're going to thank Raphael Acara. And instead. ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this episode of Shit Thick. Thank you very much for listening to Shit Thick. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. I will not be silenced. I will not be silenced. Shit Thick. Hey, rate and review, honey. <laughs> there you go.